what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to the almost conclusion of week one, 2018, as far as fantasy football is concerned. Mm-hmm. We are recording this during the Rams-Raiders game. So yes. We weren't going to means... record it. We were <laughs> not going to record it during the Jets game. I am just, just want to clarify that. And speaking of the Jets game... uh. How happy are you right now, Tom? Man, I'm so depressed. I just <laughs> I, the, everything I watched in that Jets game was just so upsetting. I couldn't be happier. That was just insane. I mean, <laughs> you were on your way home. I know you had to go to work for just a, a little yeah. bit. You were on your way home, and the first pass was a pick six. <laughs> You're like, oh no, not again. Yeah, that was definitely not the way uh, I wanted it to start. But Sam Darnold threw an interception on his first NFL pass. The only other person I know that has done that was Brett Favre. I'm, it, I'm not comparing. I'm just, I'm just saying something. I'm just throwing something out there. Not to burst your bubble, but there is one other person I believe that has done that. Okay, who is that? I believe it was Jameis Winston. Okay, well, I mean, he's not horrible. <laughs> he's not the worst. <laughs> I just don't want another Sanchez. That's all I want. No, I, I don't do want Geno Smith. I don't want Sanchez and all the other horrible quarterbacks we've had throughout the years. I'm, I'm just excited. He looked really good. I'm really happy about it. Sam Darnold does not look like Mark Sanchez. No, not at all. He looks much better so far it's only been one game but yes I do I like what I've been seeing out of him and I want to give a shout out to the Jets defense that I think I said (laughs) a while back that I loved the pieces they were putting in place but I didn't think it would happen this quick now it could have just been a just really really bad Matt Stafford day but my goodness that Jets defense looked great uh, Darren Lee looks like a pro bowler right now. Yes. Yep. And you know what? <laughs> Everybody that – in any league that I'm in that doesn't mean a whole lot, I always pick the Jets defense. And, boy, <laughs> did that pay off tonight. You have wow. them in our Fantasy Fuel Listener League, do you not? Yes, I do. There you go. Off yep. to a great start. I know you are in that one and in most leagues overall. Yeah, the only league that I did not win is when I'm, I was paired up with one of my friends. That league was kind of iffy to start with because we had to keep certain players, and the rules were really weird. Very and weird. I was like, okay, I was going in. I was just helping him out on this one. He had already started this team. And, yeah, and then when Aaron Rodgers went down, I was like, oh, we're done with this league because we got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers as well. So, yeah, that one we didn't win. Um, but every other league that I'm in, unless something crazy happens in this game going on right now with the Raiders and the Rams, I'm going to win. So I feel really, really confident on how I've started the fantasy year. Well, nothing crazy so far in the Raiders-Rams game other mm-hmm. than a Lynch and a Gurley touchdown. So okay. there Have you a, go. Todd Gurley off to a good normal. start. Yep. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, we are not going to waste much time. We have so much to talk about. Oh, it is insane. <laughs> We're going to run down all the Sunday games. We're going to give you our fantasy takes. And hopefully it's not going to take five hours to talk about because we want to <laughs> talk about everything. But yeah. first, before we begin, everybody that's listening, we have to, have to stress this. This is week one. We cannot have knee-jerk reactions. Some of these things out here are anomalies. Some of them are just little hiccups to some of those uh, really, you know, good fantasy players that you drafted. Don't Mm -hmm. give up. One week does not make a trend. Yeah. Get it through your heads, guys. Don't just don't go out and pick up the Jets defense just because of tonight. Uh, it, it might not be what you think it is. <laughs> I loved seeing it, but it might not be what you think it is. Yeah, there's a reason I was drafting the Jets defenses in t- in leagues that I don't have to. <laughs> I didn't leagues I didn't. There's pay no for. money on the line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. All right. So let's jump right into it and let's start with the shocker of all shockers this mm. week: mm-hmm. the Saints and the Bucks. Yep. Holy cow. Unreal. Uh, I mean, I won both my games in the flag league this week in the doubleheader, despite not taking your advice and putting Ryan Fitzpatrick in over oh, Gerard Taylor. <laughs> I told you to do it. You did. I, I, I sat there with the, do it. <laughs> the hand was on the button, and I was just like, <laughs> I, can I really do this? Boy, oh, boy. <sighs> Was I right on that one last episode? Boy, yes, I I did were. not expect that much, but I did expect him have to throw the ball, boy, and he did throw it. Fitzpatrick was ridiculous, and I'm telling you right now, if he continues this, he will be the starter when Winston yeah. comes back. There's Absolutely. no Winston if this keeps going on, and I have to say, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick may end up being the next Pete Rose <laughs> because. Okay. His sons picked him up and played him week one in their fantasy lineup. So I think there was a bit of <laughs> point shaving or something like that going on. I don't know. We're going to have to investigate. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's quite as Pete Rose uh, worthy, but. No. Yeah. Uh, but was was weird was that was the Bucks offensive coordinator Todd Munkin's first game as a play caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you Did think great. this continues? I, I do not think that the um, Saints defense is just is just that bad. I mean, they were not bad last year, so no, I, not I, at all. I, I don't know. I maybe they are going to be pretty good with Fitzpatrick under center, and unless he's unless he stinks coming in in the next week, I don't see I don't see them giving it up to him. I do you know who they play next week? I know they play the Eagles, but. They do. <laughs> I, I, I'd be a little. I'm I'd a little be scared. A little worried. I would. I mean that that was amazing. They just beat the Saints, <laughs> and yes, it's forty-eight to forty. So it looked like it was a little closer. But that entire game felt like the Buccaneers had control. Yeah, they were in control. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, a great game. I, what more can you say? Ryan Fitzpatrick ran a <laughs> touchdown in. This is insane. yeah. The one thing. That they couldn't control was Michael Thomas. He was unbelievable on Sunday. Yeah, from start to finish, he was. Yes, it was amazing, and I'm glad I made a trade. I made the Ezekiel Elliott trade for him, and now yes. there's a whole season to go, so I'm not going to overreact. 
But nope. I certainly like the trade, especially now. I, I I'm a hundred percent. Yes, for there it. was a lot involved in that trade. Yeah, there Tom was. did not just trade Zeke straight up for Michael. No, Thomas. I didn't. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, nuances in that trade, contracts and yep. salary and all that good stuff. But I believe this is going to pan out for him very well. I sure hope uh, so. Let's. Let's move along. Uh, in that game, Peyton Barber wasn't too involved. There were hardly any yeah. targets to the running backs, but they didn't need him. No. So don't get too frustrated with Peyton Barber. Ronald Jones was inactive, so I think Peyton Barber is still the guy. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, they were throwing all over the place, and it was just not going to be Peyton Barber. So <laughs> that's uh, – you just – I don't know. I, that this whole first week, that that game has got me out of my mind. I don't even know what to think <laughs> about the Buccaneers right now because they looked like a Super Bowl contender. If they continue this, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I was listening to another podcast earlier today. I won't mention who, yeah. but uh, and it's probably most podcasts that said this. But they're like, "Oh well, Saints are getting ready to put the whooping on the Buccaneers." And <laughs> after you've seen the game and you listen to something, I'm like, "Oh wow, were we so so wrong yeah. in Week One with the Buccaneers and the Saints?" But yeah, it's, it's perfectly fine for everybody to say that because I I was wrong about a few things as well. You were wrong about a few things. We're always going to be wrong. Somebody we put into our spots somehow is going to be wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to cap off that game, Michael mm-hmm. Thomas broke the Saints' single-game reception record with 16. Uh, Kamara is insane. I have to talk about his route routes run really quick just so you guys get an idea of what is happening mm-hmm. this year so far with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara ran 18 routes today. Sunday, not Lined today. up as a wide receiver. Uh, sorry, Sunday. Yes, Sunday he ran 18 routes as a receiver. The next running back mm-hmm. on that list, uh, there were three of them tied with nine. So he already doubled yep. up everybody else's uh, as a running back's uh, routes run as a wide receiver. He ran 37 routes total, <laughs> and that was 17 more routes than what Tyreek Hill ran. And he had an insane day, too, and we'll get to that later. But the only other time we've seen this kind of production coming in these ways was David Johnson in 2016. So Yeah. Um, I would hold off a smidge because just a smidge. You only got three more weeks until. Um, <laughs> well, I can't think of his name. Mark Mark Ingram, Ingram comes back. So um, because Mike Gillisley, holy crap, he comes in yeah. there and fumbles on his yeah. first handoff. I'm like, what are you all, doing? Just get all out that of here. does <laughs> is said. All it does is say Kamara is going to take it, and then it's not yep. going to be anybody else right now. And it it didn't pay off because it didn't get the win. So. You might you might have a sense of how important Mark Ingram might be to this ball club, because that is true. They, I feel like Mark Ingram activated on this game. They they might win this game. Yeah, I think they could control it a little yep. bit better I, yep. because the ground game was not great because Kamara had a bazillion catches. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, I mean, Drew Brees had was like the second or third best quarterback performance behind you know obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all right. That's enough of that insane yep. game. We could talk about that game all day. Uh, we'll move along to the longest game of the day: yeah. <laughs> the Titans and the Dolphins. Wow, mm-hmm. what a strange day that was. The Titans lost Mariota. <sighs> they lost their left tackle, and they lost Delaney Walker. We already know for the season. Mm-hmm. 
We don't know much else about Mariota yet, but my goodness, that was ugly. Yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say. There's really nothing else to say. That's just, if Mariota's out for any extended amount of time, you might as well just stick a fork in the Titans. That is just, <laughs> it's just, it's unfortunate. Week one to have stuff like that happen to you. It's just not, it's not good. It's, it's sucky. Yes, and Dion Lewis had the lion's share of the touch shares mm-hmm. in the backfield for that offense. I mean, he had 65% of the touch shares mm-hmm. in that game. So something is either off with Derrick Henry or well, there's something we don't know. I mean, well, he started the game with the most he he was he he was the starter and he had his opportunity and he did not capitalize so that was to me it's Derrick Henry not capitalizing they said all right you're done for today at least and Deion Lewis is going in there and we're gonna we're gonna try him out and it worked out fine with him he was he was his normal Deion Lewis self and I mean it just it I don't know Derrick Henry is uh he's gonna have to get another chance <laughs> next week and we'll see what happens we will see. But, uh, so far, you were right on for your Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, he's he's not going to finish as a top 30 back you know, if he keeps you know, this up. No question. No question about that. Somebody who could finish as a top 30 wide receiver is Kenny Stills. Mm-hmm. Even though he only had five yep. targets, he turned five or four of those into catches and two of those catches into touchdowns. Yeah. So great day if you had to start Kenny Stills. I know he's not a must start, right, right, right. but he might be from now on. Ryan Tannehill was locked in on Yeah, him. and that's really all they got. I mean, there's not a whole lot of other receivers over there that I put my trust in. Um, yeah, I'm I'm cool with Stills. Uh I don't have him anywhere. I don't think. If I do, he's stashed in a bench somewhere. But I really, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Stills this year. I think he's going to get a lot of looks this year. And yesterday was, not yesterday. Um, wait, yeah, <laughs> it yes, is Monday yes, night. Yeah. Good job. Now I'm confused. <laughs> um, yeah, yesterday was really good for him. So two touchdowns. That's going to make any fantasy owner happy. So uh, we'll move along to. Huh. The best and worst game of the day because it involves Buffalo Bills quarterback watch 2018. And my goodness, it just keeps rolling. How how is this possible? That uh, I mean, I said yeah. it. Uh, low lights galore. Nathan Peterman, in his five interception game, he had a 17.9 quarterback mm-hmm. rating. In the first half of week one, he had an 8.2 quarterback just, rating. I mean... And the coach says it's too early to call who the week starter, week two starter is going to be. It's one hundred percent Josh Allen. Don't believe anything <laughs> he's saying. If he if he puts Peterman back out there, that he is just done. Like that coach, that coach will be done. That is that. Could this <laughs> could this be the fastest a head coach is ever fired? <laughs> if he puts Peterman out there, yes, I believe that they should take action immediately. <sighs> And say, I'm sorry, you're making the wrong choice here. We have to do Allen. We drafted Allen to be the starter eventually, and we cannot let you continue putting Peterman out there. Allen deserves to have his opportunity because Peterman does not deserve to have the opportunity. No, at halftime, Peterman had three completions Mm -hmm. for 17 yards while their punter had punted five times for 234 (laughs) yards. That is... But in... (laughs) 
in relief duty, Josh Allen wasn't that great no, either. It just adds to the Buffalo Bills quarterback watch 2018. It, yes, it adds sir. to it. It's good. I I don't know if it's going to ever stop. This whole year could be the whole Buffalo Bills quarterback watch 2018 the entire year. Do you know who the Bills play in week two? Um, I'm going to since you're asking me, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Jets, but I'm not sure. No, okay. no, no. They're playing the Chargers, who Peterman had his five interception game oh, against. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> actually, I do have that written down right here, so I should have. Uh, yeah, should have. You could should have, have known that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't really want to discuss much of the Ravens because yeah. that defense of the Bills was terrible. I don't want to freak out over Alex Collins because they obviously didn't even need him in this game and yeah uh don't rush out and pick up willie sneed and john brown yet i do <laughs> like john brown and i've always liked willie yeah. sneed but i've seen all sorts of stuff all over facebook i'm gonna drop matt stafford for joe flacco this Ugh. week i'm like oh boy don't do that here we go it was just a really bad performance from stafford tonight and yeah it's either that or the Jets are amazing. <laughs> I want to well, lean hey. towards the Jets being amazing, but I can't actually right. believe that. Um, but, yeah, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about um, the Bills, and just it's just really bad. It's really bad right now. And I, I, I heard – I didn't hear, hear it. I saw a question posted in uh, one of the groups that I'm in. Do you think any team – in the NCAA, any team you of any choice can beat any team or the worst team in the NFL. And I've always said, always said, no. Always. No, no, no. It will not ever happen. One, it's never going to yeah. happen. Two, the NFL is always be way better than college. But when I watch the Buffalo Bills, Ooh. man, it might be a close game. I would not I put my money on the Bills. <laughs> Well, I remember having that conversation a couple of times with different people at work because it's always it's always coming up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, until this last Sunday <laughs> and the Buffalo Bills, I might put the money on the Crimson Tide to beat <laughs> the Bills. I don't know. It just, ugh. Yeah, that's it's a it's a question for the ages. We'll never know the answer, but man. I would like to see it. I really would. I think it would be fun to watch. It would be. Uh, but let's move yeah. along to another ugly game, not in a blowout fashion, because the Cowboys were in it till the end, but Carolina held them off. But all around, it was... Uh, I, as much as a Cowboy hater as I am, I, you can't argue with me that the Cowboys looked really yeah, bad. Yeah, not good. I think it's funny that, you know, I've been talking not down. I've not been talking bad about Zeke. I just don't think he's going to be as good as everybody thinks he's going to be this year. And I've been talking so much on Christian McCaffrey, and they, they go head-to-head -head in this first week. And what I saw to both of them was just not enough. Like, I feel like I was right on Zeke. He did get that touchdown, which is, you know, fine. But I feel like I, I'm not completely wrong on Christian McCaffrey either. He got six catches for 95 yards, but he just he just didn't get as many points, wasn't as fantasy relevant as I thought he would be. But it is still 
week one. So I still have 100% right. confidence that he's going to be a stud this year and that he will end up being in the top five. I really do believe that. And to Christian McCaffrey's uh, defense, mm-hmm. uh, his 95 total yards came on a much larger share of the workload, which is good. That yep. means he's out on the field more. That means he's getting more of the actual carries. And Cam Newton and Alexander Arma both got rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep, yep, yep. that Arma one is probably, you know, the one that CMC should have had, which would have made his day look a lot better. Yeah, he gets a touchdown, and it's it's it looks like a solid day other than just a okay day. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that one, too. All right, I want to touch on Dak Prescott yep. because he there are still too many people that are supporting him that I don't know if they're actually seeing what's going on because <laughs> Prescott made some terrible throws. Yep. In in his first 24 games, the Cowboys allowed 35 sacks, okay. which was about 4.6% of his dropbacks. Not bad. In his last nine games, they have allowed 28 sacks, which was almost 10% of his dropbacks. Yeah, that's going to allow 10% of the times you're getting sacked. That is just – that's not good. That's really not good. No. And after that game – Apparently, Jerry Jones made a quick backdoor exit out of the <laughs> locker room into an awaiting black SUV to miss the media who was interviewing Ezekiel Elliott at the time. He was moving swiftly. Yeah, that's the fastest <laughs> that old man's ever going to move. He's like, I'm getting out of here. No questions for Jerry Jones this week. No neat quotes. We've got some quotes on him that I found the other day that might go in one of my Fuel on the Fire episodes, as it's not particularly fantasy relevant, but stay tuned for those. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to, uh, we'll stay with the NFC East and the Jags and the Giants. Okay. It was uh, sort of a boring yeah. game. Uh, Leonard Fournette went out with his hamstring mm-hmm. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Are we are we doing it again this year with Leonard Fournette? I can't trust it. I cannot trust it, man. He's such a talent, but every time it goes on the field, it seems like it's like, oh man, should I have done this? Should I have picked him up? Should I have? trusted him this week and it seems like no <laughs> you just can't trust him anymore he's gotta stay consistent for me to want to have him am i uh correct in saying that neither one of us have any shares of leonard fournette this year absolutely i do not have him okay i'm not saying i wouldn't have tried it but it just it always seems like there's somebody else I'm, yeah i'll go there but yeah if he would have yep. fallen far enough i would have taken him of course yeah i just i didn't believe in him enough that little three four week stretch in the middle of the year last year just it it's in the back of my mind every time I hear his Mm -hmm. name uh so the other running back in that game Saquon Barkley everybody was chomping at the bit to see how he could do and if you look at his stat line he did great you Mm -hmm. picked him in the first round you got first round points out Mm -hmm. of him but it was basically one big run that Calais Campbell himself (laughs) said uh, that was my fault. He got around. I didn't make my play. And so maybe that one shouldn't even happen. It did. We can't take it away. Yeah. But that's I it. I mean, there's still time out for Barkley. I don't, again, not going to have a knee-jerk overreaction here. I, right. I think there's still time left for Barkley to get on page. It's his first real game. He's got time to to work this out. But 
Yeah, that's this is part of the reason we're not high on rookies going into it because they still have a lot of learning to do, and they don't have that experience yet. Uh, and uh, for all you people that were waiting for Odell Beckham versus Jalen Ramsey, it really didn't happen much that day. They were moving him around, and he didn't get matched up with him very many times. And Eli missed yeah. OBJ yeah. a couple of times in the end zone. So uh, Beckham could have had a really, really good day, but Eli is now Eli again. I'm going to make a ESP right in the middle of our show. I think this. I think this might be... Eli Manning's last year as a quarterback in the NFL. Ooh. He he's got to step it up if they want to have any chance cuz I just they passed. I can almost, they passed. I can, this on Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's funny. <laughs> um but I can almost feel like it I can it's really weird. I can actually feel his energy. This is making a really good ESP right here. But Ooh. I can feel his energy and he's just like he's thinking to himself, "Man, if I don't do it this year, I think I'm gonna have to call it quits. I just I can see it on, on his exp- well his expressions are never good. It's <laughs> yes, always boring. No, not. <laughs> but I can just feel it. I can see it. I think this might be his last year. Yeah, I I can't argue with you much on that because it really didn't look yeah. like he was into that no, game. Doesn't. But again, that's <laughs> I can never tell with him. So <laughs> that's his demeanor for sure. All right, we'll still stay in the NFC East, and we'll go to the Redskins-Cardinals. That was an interesting day because we got to find out how much Adrian Peterson had left in the tank. And, wow, he he had some left in the tank. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, he had a ton of rushes. He had like 26 carries, I think, for just under 100 yards and a touchdown and two receptions for 70 yards. <laughs> Don't count yeah, on that Yeah, that's not going to happen very often. But I just want to get everybody remembering last year, his first game with the Cardinals, okay? It was amazing. And then he fell off. He fell off kind of quickly, too. So let's just – I'm not saying he's going to fall off as quickly as he did with the Cardinals, but let's not overreact with this Adrian Peterson stuff. But if you are going to do something right now would be the time to trade him because people are going to see, okay – Adrian Peterson looked good. I'm gonna have to. I I don't mind having him. So I would sell high right now. Find that Le'Veon Bell owner that yes. did not get James Conner and try yes. and get one of his wide receivers from him. That, that is the perfect spot. That's for him. a great strategy. That I have not thought of that, but that is absolutely perfect. Because you know, not all the Le'Veon Bell owners like Tom here could get James Conner <laughs> to back him up for week one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I gave up a first-rounder like everybody knows, but so far that has worked so far, out perfectly. And we will get to James Conner in just a little bit, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to move through a few other games before yeah, we yeah, get yeah. there. Uh still in the Skins and Cards game, Alex Smith was Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was fine. He got exactly what you expected out of him, but who did he get it to? Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed. Oh, yeah. He is back, and you better get him in your lineup while he's still healthy. <laughs> Please, just get him in there. Absolutely. I mean, if he is going to stay Jordan Reed, it is going to be a really special year. If he can be healthy, it's going to be a special year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, I think we have him in one league, correct? 
We I'm do. Kidding. In the Dynasty Savages yep. League, it's our super flex league. We went with our strategy. It was a deeper bench, mm-hmm. so we went with the strategy of getting Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis along with a couple of yeah. other upside tight ends. And guess what? Uh, that league, we destroyed. <laughs> Right now, I'm looking at the stats uh, because the Rams-Raiders game isn't over yet. Uh, We have 193.7 points, and the second-highest team has 166. Yeah. And and how far ahead are we against the team that we're playing against? Uh, Well, uh, 87 points. (laughs) Wow, I guess I didn't look at that one recently. I didn't realize we were crushing (laughs) it by that much. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was a big, big game. That's because we have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, who we get to in just Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, Manny Sanders, he's our guy this Mm -hmm. year, and we'll talk about him just a little bit. But uh, we still got to talk about the Cardinals, (laughs) or do we? Because Sam Bradford was hot trash. I really hope he lasts another three weeks because I need him (laughs) for that week four bye week of Cam Newton. Man, we might be having to do Arizona Cardinals quarterback <laughs> watch 2018. Well, with the Cardinals, I think it's going to be Bradford until they decide to move on. I, That's very the, true. The Bills, it's it's a coin toss every single week. We don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> oh, But we can move on to a couple of quarterbacks where there are no controversies, especially after week mm, one. Mm-hmm. Kansas City... And Los Angeles, Chiefs and Chargers, wow, what a shootout that was. (laughs) Again, it wasn't as close as it looked because Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs just came out gunning. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, like we said, Tyreek Hill all over the place, beautiful game. I haven't seen something like that in quite a while. That was unreal. The only concern I have with the Chiefs, and if they don't need to use them, they don't need to use them, but if if you got Hunt, on your team right now, you feel a little scared because I have them on my team and I feel a little scared. Now I got eight, eight ish points out of them. So it's something, but that's not at all what I'm expecting out of one of my starting running backs. So yeah, that's, I feel a little scared. I'm not going to overreact where I'm not doing that yet, but yeah, no, no overreaction, but Kareem Hunt just, they they didn't really try to get him. I mean, he had 72% of the touch shares, mm-hmm. but there wasn't many shares to go around that game because Patrick Mahomes was slinging it all over the field. But, again, do not get your hopes up too far on Patrick Mahomes for this to work unless they keep running these same plays because two of his touchdowns, two of his four, were small pitches. Like, he didn't even throw the ball. He basically just... <laughs> tossed it up into the yeah. air, and the receiver, one Tyreek Hill and the other, uh, I believe it was DeAnthony Thomas, yep. uh, just caught it in midair and then ran it in because it wasn't really a pass play, but he gets credit for it. So, I mean, if they're going to keep running these plays, then I guess you can keep expecting them to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. The uh, Chiefs are still kind of a, a wonder to me. Boy, I, I, I tell you what, the coaching, it, it seems like it's – changing for Andy Reid it does uh I well they lost Matt Nagy obviously so maybe they've put in some new wrinkles with a different offensive coordinator maybe um uh we'll see if they can start a trend of some kind uh but 
on the other side of that ball, Philip Rivers, he did great fantasy yeah. wise, but it was only because it was garbage time for most of yeah. that game. Yep, yep. My goodness, Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon were just <laughs> catching balls all over the place. Keenan Allen got his share. Yep. Mike Williams had some catches. Tyrell Williams had a touchdown. Like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, the. Chargers offense is great, but apparently they need Joey Bosa on the field to be able to stop anybody. <sighs> well, I don't know what they could even with Joey Bosa. That I I don't know if they would have been able to stop Tyreek Hill. But yeah, uh, um, I will say that I think uh, Gordon's going to be a catching machine all year. I don't know if that's going to stop. It might not be as amazing as it was this last week, but. I think he's going to be a really solid guy, and we talked about it. On, I think it was our last podcast. So, yeah, I I I like Gordon. I do, and I think that Eckler Eckler's got a place on this team too. So he might be available on some leagues, and you might want to go try and pick this guy up. Uh, yeah, I talked about him in the sleeper mm-hmm. episode we did, and I was only able to get him in a couple of teams. Uh, I didn't really need the running backs and. I didn't have room for somebody, so I didn't pick him up everywhere. And the only the last place I wanted to pick him up was in the listener league, and Joe picked him up like two picks before me. <laughs> so yep. I was a little upset with that one, but I, I do I think Austin Eckler is going to have a you know Tariq Cohen ish yeah. kind of season. He's going to go away, and he's going to come back in full force, and then he's going to go away again. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's move on to probably one of the biggest games for letdowns fantasy wise. Yeah. Oh. The Patriots and the Texans. That was supposed to be a barn burner, Mm -hmm. but it was not at all. I mean, Tom Brady was Tom Brady, and Rob Gronkowski was Rob Gronkowski. But after that, holy crap, what happened to Deshaun Watson? Uh, The only way I can explain it is there's no Will Fuller. Apparently, Will Fuller means a lot more to that team than I ever thought he did. But, yeah, uh yeah, Watson just didn't just didn't have it. Didn't look like <laughs> the same guy that was running around and throwing the and slinging the ball like well, like he was last year. But it is again. It's week one, and Will Fuller wasn't out there. I want to see what will happen when Will Fuller's out there. I think Deshaun Watson will be just fine. And I've seen a lot of people just panicking already. Oh, Deshaun Watson, how you feeling? All you owners taking him in the third, fourth round now. How you feeling? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't take him that early, but come on. Give the guy a break. It's week one, and I, I don't know. I, I think he's still got a lot left to prove. Oh, yeah. No, it, the Patriots, I think they are coming out to try and prove something again this year. Not that they need to, but... I think they have a chip on their mm-hmm. shoulder, and they do know how to take a number one wide receiver out of a game. And DeAndre Hopkins did okay, yeah. but DeAndre Hopkins needed to do great in order for the Texans to beat the Patriots. Yeah, and let me tell you a wide receiver that seemed like he was out of the game, and that was Hogan. <laughs> oh, boy. He did not I've seem heard like a lot of calls on the SiriusXM shows. Chris Hogan screwed me. <laughs> Chris Hogan is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Again... This is somebody I'm not super high on Hogan, but I would definitely not have a knee jerk reaction on this week. I think I think that Tom Brady's gonna find this find him the ball plenty of times. I would not overreact at all on this one. But I, it, it but Dorsett did show up and 
I'll let you talk about Philip Dorsett. I like Philip Dorsett. I had him as my number two sneaky start this week. And guess what? He showed up. He got you more than what you thought he would. And I think he's got that left in him for about three more weeks. Mm. Why three more Mm -hmm. weeks? Because (laughs) a certain somebody, Julian Edelman, is going to show Mm -hmm. up. And that's probably all Brady is going to think about. Ooh, give me some Julian Edelman. (laughs) Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Again, 14 catches, Julian Edelman. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about Rob Gronkowski. Let's go over here, too. Hogan? Who? Dorsett? What? I know. I don't think so. What if Dorsett just takes over the role for Hogan? I think Dorsett is going to be what Brandon Cooks was for them last year. That's very possible, and that would be just fine. Yeah, I mean, he, Cook did Cooks did just fine last year for him. So yeah, yes. So uh, Patriots are one and zero, and the Jets are one and zero. What do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think we are the best team in the NFL. So go New York Jets. Of course. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move along to an interesting game. There was some really good fantasy production from some mm. players in this game, but there was some really just bleh mm. also, and that's in the Seahawks-Broncos mm-hmm. game because almost right away, Doug Baldwin goes yeah, down. Yeah, hard to watch. Suffered a sprained MCL. Yeah. I, I can't imagine he's going to play any time in the next couple weeks. I don't know because a lot of people come back from sprains and they're just fine. But man, I tell you what, it's when you get a MCL sprain, it is you don't come back very good off of something like that. So, and the worst part about it was, I believe it was his other knee, not the one that was even bothering him <laughs> in preseason. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, two bad knees. Let's let's get Doug Baldwin on our roster. No, that, uh, no, I I have no shares of Doug Baldwin. I did not suggest to draft Doug Baldwin. Right, and here we are. If you have Doug Baldwin on your team, I think you have no choice but to just stash him and yeah. wait because what are you going to get you, for him? Yeah, uh, right now you're not going to get anything for him. But do you remember last episode? I said that I was coming around on Brandon Marshall, but that was a side story. Yes. Yes, and now it's coming to fruition. I it think is. that I think that Brandon Marshall is going to be another I mean with with Doug Baldwin going to be out maybe I don't know how long, but I I think Marshall steps up and helps <laughs> the Seahawks get to some winning ways because they need him to step up right now. He did have a touchdown in that game, yes, but it he was did. called back. Yes, he did. I just, I think that uh, that he's gonna he's gonna step up. I, I, he's still a talented guy. He's just old. That's why it seemed <laughs> like I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is I, wrong. <laughs> you're old. Um, uh, but I, yeah, that, I think that's part of the reason I wasn't super high on him. But it's just I don't know. I I, I have this feeling about it. I have to. I, Add an ESP to this one. I got a feeling about <laughs> another one. All right. Uh, I mean, there was some interesting plays. I mean, Will Disley, their tight end. Yeah, he was rumbling, bumbling all over the place. He mm-hmm. had like three catches for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. I mean, maybe he's worth a waiver wire pickup. I can't really see. He is a rookie tight end, and rookie tight ends don't normally produce well, all year long. So, if you got Delaney Walker, <laughs> you might want to consider it. Yes, because or at this point you have to get something, or something we didn't even talk about because I had it in a different section. Was Greg Olson going down? Mm, yeah, 
So yep. yeah, tight end was a big, big topic this weekend. A lot of them going down. A lot of them getting hurt. It's uh, we mm-hmm. only got Greg Olson in one league, and he mm-hmm. was a great value. And now we're gonna have to go out and pick somebody up because I don't know what is going on with Greg Olson. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you mean we can't rely on Dallas Goddard? Well, I was hoping that he would come <laughs> to something and we it's would all look right. like geniuses, but I We not took a yet. gamble. We did. Doesn't mean it's still not going to pay off. We still have a shot on it. Yeah, we got a shot, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Seahawks running backs. Chris Carson had one heck of a hurdle on one of his runs it was insane how great that hurdle was Mm -hmm. and he did the most with his touches he only had seven carries but had 51 yards yeah had three catches for 28 yards i mean very solid bad for 10 touches that's it yeah Uh, and on the flip side rashad penny had seven carries for eight yards and four catches for 35 yards so through the air guess what the seahawks are good Yeah, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with Penny's receptions. The carries it seems a little more like boo. I don't like that as much. Well, but, that offensive line looked like trash. Still, I mean, yep. we said it all off season. They didn't really address it, and Russell Wilson's still running for his life. So, yep. I mean, Russell Wilson is still going to have fantasy value because he's going to have to pass the ball a billion times a game to keep him in it, mm-hmm. and. What did the other team do that Russell Wilson had to pass the ball? Well, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Yep. Which meant Case Keenum actually had a decent day. He did yep. throw a few interceptions, but <laughs> fantasy-wise, he was still a good play. I had him in uh, one of my DFS lineups that I cashed in, so we're all good there. Emmanuel yep. Sanders is everything we said and more. Yeah, we made a really good call on Manuel Sanders, at least going into this first week. But I, I, I still trust completely in Emmanuel Sanders this year. And I, I, I don't doesn't mean I don't trust uh, Demaris Thomas as well. I do, but like you said in our, one of our previous episodes, Sanders was going way later than Demaris Thomas, and they are basically the same amount of uh, uh, point-getters <laughs> in fantasy football. Um, so yeah, if you can get a value like that, you, you get something good, but yeah, Landon Sanders was awesome. I had him, uh, in a couple leagues and paid off. Um, one guy that is kind of have a question mark. He didn't do the worst, but, uh, Royce Freeman. Yeah. He, he really didn't have much production. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at this, uh, touch share. Where is Royce Freeman? Oh, 41%. Mm-hmm. Guess who was above him? Philip Lindsay at 47%. Mm-hmm. What is that about? I see all sorts of people out there talking about, should I pick up Philip Lindsay off waivers? Do you really think Philip Lindsay is going to supplant Royce Freeman already? <laughs> I mean, if you want to pick him up, as long as you don't have to drop anybody, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right. I don't really care. You can have him on there. If he does end up being something, you're going to look like a genius. But, yeah, but, but I yeah. I can't put that in any type of logical book yet. No. no. <laughs> Royce uh, Freeman should be fine. I'm, just, I'm not super high on him, but he just didn't look amazing. Like no. everybody's been going out on. I There's been a, it's been a few people, and I got to say I'm a Christian McCaffrey believer. And but there's been a lot of people 
being a Royce Freeman believer, saying that he's oh, going to yeah. be amazing. So I, I'm fine with it. I just did not see it. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Let's move along. We've still got a bunch of games to get through. We're going to go through some of these really fast. Cincy and Indy, Luck yep. is back. I yep. was telling you, I am 100% on the Luck train. He is great. He's yep. going to do it. Both Colts tight ends are fantasy relevant week one. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that stays going forward. T.Y. is also very T.Y. <laughs> yes. So Andy Dalton was the hot DFS play this week and he did fine now here's the one here's the one i want to point out because this is where i make mistakes and you make mistakes we're not high on we're not high on joe mixon but no joe mixon looked really good he had a really good week say say what you will (laughs) i think joe mixon is somebody you can trust in for the most part to be an every week play yes because they had him on the field and they did not put Giovanni Bernard out there hardly at all. Yeah. Yep. So that shows you the trust they have in Joe Mixon right now and that is a good thing for fantasy owners. Joe Mixon looks like he's going to be the bell cow until he sucks so bad that they have no choice. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to take back what I said about Joe Mixon for the time being. It yeah. was against Indy's defense who's not the greatest you, you but are because right. he was the guy out there almost every snap. I, there's nothing more I can say. There, yeah, he's their guy. Uh, yeah, and uh, AJ Green, he did what he was supposed to do against Indianapolis. So, yeah, no problems yep. there. Uh, we'll move along to the Vikings and the 49ers, where the quarterbacks were. One was really bad, <laughs> and one was okay. Not as much as somebody, some people would like, because a lot of people were drafting Kirk Cousins very high, mm-hmm. and I don't know that you got the production you thought you were going to get out of Kirk Cousins in the first game. I'd say it's okay. I mean, it's just it's nothing standing out to you. You think that Kirk Cousins, uh, a quarterback that you think is good, going on a team that has better wide receivers, you think you would expect more production than what he did and again it's week one but yeah I was expecting a little more out of Cousins yeah I mean the receivers were fine but he only completed just over 50 percent of his passes so the accuracy is a little bit of an issue week Mm -hmm. one I don't know maybe it's timing uh the running game wasn't particularly great Delvin Cook did okay he had six catches which made him fantasy relevant yep Latavius Murray who everybody thought was going to be splitting time with him basically only played late in the game when the game was uh, basically over yep Um, and then on the other side of the ball the 49ers Jimmy G (sighs) how how good did Jimmy G do (laughs) Uh, he only completed 15 of his passes, and he threw it 31 times. He had one touchdown, but the key is that he had three interceptions. So it was not good. He was almost 50% of his uh, completion. And it's just – I tell you one thing I will say about that offense is if you are struggling at tight end and if Kittle for some reason is sitting on the waiver wire, I'd go get him right now yep. because – he looks like he's the only guy that Jimmy Garoppolo is trusting right now. Now, again, it was the Vikings' defense. They're yeah. good. And yeah. Marquise Goodwin got hurt with yeah. a quad injury. Mm-hmm. He probably won't be out for too long, if at all. But, yeah, when you are down your number one wide receiver and you're going against the Vikings' D, you're not going to have a good day. But 
we did have a rookie wide receiver with a touchdown in that game, Dante yep. Pettis. Somebody Dante you Pettis. have been high on. Yeah, I was high on him. Um, I, I, I don't have him in any, anywhere, but, but that's just because he's somebody that you really don't you don't really draft unless you're just taking a flyer late. But every time I take a flyer late, it's always a New York Jet or something like right. that. So I was I'm high on him to a certain extent. I think that, like I said, it's he's got to throw somewhere, and, and it's with Goodwin hurt now. It, Pettis could be a little bit more of a target, but I I am I'm on board with Kittle right here. I think he had nine targets, unbelievable to me. Yeah, nope, that, uh, that's a good pickup if he's still out there because he had some yep. of those preseason issues. Maybe he wasn't drafted in the last couple of weeks if you were doing your drafts though, then. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. If George Kittle is out there, you probably should pick him up if you're having some tight end issues. Mm-hmm. Two teams that really didn't do anything with their tight ends on Sunday were the Steelers and the Browns, and Joku kind of got a little bit hurt. And the Steelers really don't have a reliable tight end. And the Steelers don't have a win. But <laughs> neither do the Browns. <laughs> the Browns still don't have a win. Oh, But they didn't lose. They did not lose. <laughs> they could, they and might go 0-15-1. That's very true. <laughs> they won't do that. They're going to no. win. I hope not. Uh, Big Ben had a rough day. I don't know if it was partially the weather, partially week one jitters. He always sucks week one, and he sucks on the road sometimes. So that was the roughest combination. And I did have Big Ben playing in a couple of spots. Yeah. And I still won those weeks because I had huge games from other guys. Yeah. Uh, And one of those guys uh, could have been James Conner. I'll let you talk about James Conner. Well, James Conner, I guess, it, it, there's there's nothing else to say about James Conner except for you made your mark. This tells me the Steelers don't really need Le'Veon Bell. Now, again, <laughs> it's week one. But if he goes out there and does it again, if James Conner does it again, it's going to raise some eyebrows and some question marks that the Steelers need to address because James Conner looks everything as advertised when I said I draft or I traded my first uh, my number one pick to get him and I tell you what I am so pleased with his production I cannot be more happy about it and I, I I am not worried anymore about Le'Veon Bell I think I am okay uh yeah I saw a chart earlier I don't have it in front of me but it was uh this many games with Le'Veon Bell and his yards rushing his yards receiving his touchdowns per game and then all the other running backs and mm. it was almost the same stat line so yeah. The Steelers know how to work a running back, and work James Conner did. It was he, a great performance. He is absolutely no. He knows one hundred percent. This is his chance to oh, make yeah. a statement, and this the opportunity could not be bigger. The whole Le'Veon Bell situation. This is his chance, and he has put it down. This is big for him, and I think it's big for everybody to see that that he can do it, and that the Steelers still have a really good running back, even without Le'Veon. Yep, but it was still not enough to <laughs> quite beat 
the Cleveland Browns. Chris Boswell, who they gave a nice little restructured contract, paid him a little bit more money. He missed a game winner in overtime Mm. that was not blocked. And I just read that uh, today he was out practicing with nobody around from that same distance, same hash (laughs) mark, over and over and over again. He does not want to make that miss ever. Practicing. I, I, I... I want to say I tango a little bit with kicking. I am an okay <laughs> kicker. Um, okay. I'm not anything special. I'm not beefy enough to kick it further than 45 yards. But I can say this, practicing cannot be anything. It's not the same as kicking in a game. No. Kicking in a game, your nerves are there. You, you can st- try to relax yourself as much as possible. I've never really kicked in a game, <laughs> but um, I could say that yeah, you have to be nerve nervous. No matter, no, it's the practicing is nothing compared to being in a game. I can practice playing softball. I want. I love playing softball. I can practice all I want and feel really good about it. But that first time I get up to the plate, nerves come in every yep. time, every time, and I never hit it the way that I've been practicing. So that's just how nerves work. Sometimes it, you nerves work to a a good thing and sometimes nerves can be a bad thing but it's never bad to practice i'm not saying that it, but he's uh, the more you practice the better you get but yeah i don't know that's all i gotta say about kicker all right all right um now i have to say this about big ben uh, yeah he had a rough day but again we said all of those things on the road bad weather week one week two he plays against Kansas City, who has a very weak secondary. So, if somebody's dumped Big Ben and you're streaming quarterbacks, I highly suggest you go out there and get Ben Roethlisberger and stick him into your lineup week two. Nobody's going to expect it, but he is going to be giant. And I'm hoping <laughs> his price falls daily fantasy because i want to get him in all my lineups next week (laughs) yes um i have absolutely no problem with that especially in daily daily fantasy hey listen you've said it plenty of times law of averages i mean he didn't have a great game if any if anybody applies to the law of averages (laughs) it's big ben there's no doubt about that but yeah i mean they got they got so many weapons on that team yeah Big Ben is a, a almost an obvious play to me next week. Uh, and on the other side of that game, the Browns, uh, there was a lot going on. Tyrod was good fantasy-wise, but mm-hmm. he didn't have the greatest day uh, NFL-wise. Yep. Carlos Hyde was okay. I, I was yep. good with what he produced, uh, but they had to throw the ball a lot to try and get back in that game. And where did those targets go? Jarvis Landry. Yeah. You know, he had zero 100-yard games in 2017 and only one 30-yard-plus catch. <laughs> in his Browns debut, he went for 106 yards and had two 30-plus-yard gains. Yeah, uh, he is. So far, we're spot on on Jarvis Landry, too. We said he was going to be amazing. You said it, and then I started coming around on it, and I 100% am backing you on this one. He is going to be a monster this year, no question. That being said, Josh Gordon did have one catch 
for a touchdown. So, I mean, that's something you got to pay attention to. Um, In the standard league, hey, awesome if you played yeah. him. I yeah, did not yeah. suggest playing him. It was just too much of a gamble. And yes. uh, Hugh Jackson said he shouldn't have started, but the package was weird, and that's why he got on the field for the first <laughs> play. And he, But he shouldn't have started. That was a screw-up. I'm like, oh, my God, stop with your middle school games, Hugh Jackson. Because he also said... After T.J. Watt blocked their field goal attempt with nine mm-hmm. seconds left in overtime, Hugh Jackson said, I felt like somebody was offside over there on the other side. <laughs> Obviously, they did not call it. It's because oh you didn't win. Goodness. <laughs> really, Hugh? You're, fight- you're fighting for your job this year, Hugh. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Hey, well, he's got something going for him. They didn't lose. So well, we've got <laughs> one more game we need to talk about, and it possibly could have been the most exciting game at least in the state we live in wisconsin because i I live on the border and there's no doubt that (laughs) somewhere one of my neighbors was full of bears fans (laughs) because when khalil mack got that um interception for a touchdown i heard it from my house and my windows were closed. Nice. I was just like, oh, my goodness, wow. And it was amazing. Khalil Mack worth every single penny. No oh. doubt about it. And he was on a snap count. Yes. If, if he would have been fresh and played that whole game, there's zero chance the Packers would have won. Now, a lot of our podcast listeners may not have heard us talking or seen us on uh, Facebook Live on Sunday morning. But I did say that I was very comfortable, even with a snap count, to put him in the lineup yes. if you're in an IDP league. You were a little bit on the other side of that, but I'm going to take the credit. Okay, I'll give it to you this week. <laughs> yes. But you know who I'm going to give all the credit to in this game was I, man. the best quarterback man in the league, Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what you say about Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. Yeah, Um. I am not a Packers fan by any stretch, but when he when I, I was texting my brother who is a Packers fan, and I was just saying, "Oh man, that doesn't look good," because it looked not good. It didn't look good. He was down. He it was, it was just really. I I felt bad for my entire family, because they just went through this. He just was injured last year, and now the first game of the week, he gets hurt. I was just got done texting him. And I said, Any, "Did you hear anything on?" No, I haven't heard anything yet. I don't feel good about it. And then all of a sudden, he said, oh, "They just said he's go- he's coming back on the field. He's gonna he's gonna play the second half." And I said, "What?" So I, t- I turned it back on because I, you know, I I was watching on my phone. So I was texting back and forth between the game and the phone. I turned it back on and he's coming out to play, and he, he didn't look very mobile. But I tell no, you, that is just that it gives me goosebumps when I see somebody do that. I tell you, who would be proud of him? Brett Favre. If you oh, got another Favre. guy that can that that is just one hundred percent. I am hurt, but I am playing. I tell you what, I guarantee you, if Rodgers could have thrown the ball last year with his, with his uh, <laughs> uh, broken collarbone, he would have. He would yeah. have gone out there and tried his best, but. It, they they have two guys they've in their history back to back 
that have just been so com- incredibly durable. Not saying that Rodgers hasn't gotten hurt and been out, but they have they're durable. They're I don't know what the word is. It's not durability. They play through they the play pain through that doesn't the completely toughness, take the them toughness out. for them quarterbacks is unbelievable. And uh, he had a Nathan Peterman type first half <laughs> with three of seven for 13 yards. I have never seen Aaron Rodgers have that bad of a half before. And then to come out in the second half on one leg, and he must have told that offensive line, I will all give, I will give each of you a million dollars a piece if you do not let me get sacked in the second half of this <laughs> he game. He got hit. Because there was no pressure. And he went 17 of 23 for 273 yards and three touchdowns in the second half. There alone. wasn't as much pressure. There's no doubt about that. But he did get hit a couple times, and I'm just like, oh, no. But he got right back up and hobbled back. <laughs> he hobbled back, and it's just it's just amazing to watch somebody like that. And then you watch uh, tonight where Stafford's getting banged up pretty bad, and he didn't even look anywhere close to how Rodgers was. And Stafford's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong, but, man, Aaron Rodgers, that guy is something special. He's worth every penny that he got paid. That, yes, that's is. another thing I was talking about I, real quick because I know we got to get going. But I was talking to my brother, and he was like, "Man, I hope we can get some of that bonus back because he got he got hurt. <laughs> he thought he was done for the year because that's what it looked like." And I was like, "I don't think so because it's a bonus." But yeah, that's he's worth every single penny of that bonus if he can go the rest of the year on that bum leg because that was amazing. I, mean, I was. I was starting to wonder. I mean, I joked about him taking the money and running <laughs> and Wisconsin people having to chase him down and bring him back, but I didn't think it would actually happen. But for a second there, I was like, is he just taking the year off? Like, oh, no, my knee, it hurts. I can't play any. Trust me, he, he could have done that. He could have said, no, 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 it hurts too much. I'm not going back out there. And then the Packers would have lost 100%. Yep. Guarantee they would have lost that game. And the beneficiaries of Aaron Rodgers' second half were the first three receivers for the Packers. Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and Geronimo Allison all were very, very fantasy relevant. And I have to come back on something I've said about Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb looks sharp. He looks really, really good. I, I am on board. I'm on board Randall Cobb. As long as he's got Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb is always going to be fantasy relevant. That is, I'm 100% turning in the opposite direction. I still believe in some of the rookies for the Green Bay Packers that they can come in here at some point and give them a good, uh, not just fantasy, but a good something different for that Green Bay Packers team. But Randall Cobb looked really sharp, and I'm I'm 100% on board Randall Cobb right now. And I did ask you, as we were doing our lineup checks right before noon, uh, who should I play? I was down to my last spot, and I was like, do I play Pierre Garçon or do I play Randall Cobb? And you're like, I don't really like Pierre Garçon either. So put in Randall Cobb, and guess what? That was the right play, and I'm going to score the second most points in that league out of 14 teams, and I'm going to lose. (laughs) I was the second highest scorer in the league last year, and I missed the playoffs in that league. So I'm just picking up where I left off. I'm going to make everybody sweat their wins, but they're still going to get them. uh, But we got to talk about the Bears, too, because Jordan Howard, he did it all. He was running, he was catching, he didn't drop anything. 
Jordan Howard, whoever yeah. took him at the end of the second, beginning of the third, you're you're gonna have a great yeah. RB one or RB two, whichever you know position you took him in. Uh, I, I like it, Tariq Cohen. He had a few, but the game flow, I don't think, I still was believe in Cohen. quite in his direction. And yeah, and Trey <laughs> Burton, guys, don't freak out again. It's week one. He had a yes. ton of snaps. And a ton yeah. of targets. It just wasn't going his way. He was out there. He was the main guy tight end wise. So mm-hmm. don't freak out. Trey Burton's okay. If you have another great option at tight end, maybe put him in until Burton's proves it. But if you don't, I wouldn't drop him. And I don't know that any of the guys on the waiver wire this week would be better. Than yeah, Trey Burton's Trey still Burton. he's still going to be the guy. I would not worry at all about that. And I was segueing yeah. into okay. waiver wire pickups. Tight end-wise, Trey Burton, obviously we said don't drop him. Uh, tight end-wise for waiver wire pickups this week, Jonu Smith, obviously, because mm-hmm. Delaney Walker is down. But... Don't expect much if Blaine <laughs> Gabbert has to be the quarterback. So that's your your yeah, question mark um, on Jonu Smith right now. Just just Blaine Gabbert. I don't know how much to expect out of anybody on that team coming up. So Yeah, uh, then we've got Will Disley. Again, we talked about him. He's a yep. rookie. I don't know what to expect out of him. But somebody that might be on waiver wires that I think mm-hmm. will be okay is Eric Ebron. He had the touchdown. It was a very <laughs> handsy catch. <laughs> so I was kind of kind of surprised that he came down with it because it was it was right there and he kind of caught it sideways with his hands. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Eric Ebron actually did that." Okay. Um maybe yeah. Andrew Luck is the solution to Eric Ebron's problem. Andrew Luck problems. is a solution for everybody. Yeah. Uh, we've got some interesting running back pickups that are out there. Uh, obviously, if Leonard Fournette is going to be hamstrung, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of a play on words there, maybe. Yeah. I didn't intend that, but TJ Yeldon yeah. will be the guy if and he can't go, and he has done it before in his absence. Yeah, so. he looked pretty good. So I'm, <laughs> I tell you what, um, and then we got also uh, Austin Eckler we talked about a little bit as well. Um, Philip Lindsay, Marcus Murphy. Um, yeah, um, these guys are guys that if they're available, you might want to take a look, at least pay attention to it, depending on how deep your league is too. So go ahead and talk. Marcus yeah. Murphy. Yes. Marcus Murphy. Not much offensively because the bills sucked offensively, but if you are expecting the Bills' offensive woes to continue and their defensive woes to continue, Mm -hmm. that means there's going to be a lot of kick returns for the Buffalo Bills, and Marcus Murphy is the guy returning him. Because I looked in a flag league, and I was like, Marcus Murphy had how many points? Wait, wait, what team is he? (laughs) How is... Oh, he had 256 return yards or something stupid like that because he had like eight kick returns. Mm -hmm. That's... A guy you can definitely look at because I tell you what, kick return leagues. I was I was scrolling through some of them. I was like, oh, who's this guy? It's like, oh, it's kick returns. Okay, I'll keep us. I'll put a side note on that because there was a couple of them that I, that popped out to me. How'd they get so many points? I've never really heard of this guy before. Right. And that's how you know if you're in a league that scores kick returns, these guys are almost always available. 
so we'll move along to wide receivers. We talked about most of these guys already. Philip Dorsett, yep. I think, is a good pickup for a couple of weeks. If he has another good week, he might be a prime trade candidate again. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Geronimo Allison might not be owned in a lot of leagues because of the big two in Green Bay and all those yep. rookies taking the attention away. So if he's out there, I definitely think he's worth a stash. Oh, yeah. And another return yard league guy, our boy from Miami, <laughs> Jakeem Grant. I have been high on Jakeem Grant from the start. I, I just hope he gets every every opportunity on offense this year. And I th- I've seen already a little bit, so that looks good. And Jakeem Grant has just, he's a return yard freak. Uh, this guy is amazing when he returns kicks and punts sometimes too. I, listen, if he's available and you're in a deep league where it's like 14 or 16 teams and he, he's somebody you have to have on your team if there's kick return yards in your league. No doubt in your in my mind. It shouldn't be any doubt in your mind either. That's a guy I'm super high on. And he did grab a couple of balls. Yeah. I think he had three or four catches. So he's out there, and that's all he needs to try and make a mark. Mm-hmm. And Jakeem Grant, I man, I love watching him play. I hope he keeps going because mm-hmm. it would be a great story because, yeah, you and I have been on him for a couple of years waiting yeah. for him just to break out. Yep. Uh We've got a little bit more to talk about. I want to go through some quick IDP stuff because there was some really good defensive performances week one and some rookies that I wanted to point out. Uh, TJ Watt, uh, you know, I thought you mentioned something about him in an ESP, (laughs) but I'm not sure if it was a TJ or a JJ. (laughs) But if you if you said TJ, then you were right on the money because 11 tackles, four sacks and a blocked field goal. Yeah, there's a there's a possibility. That I said JJ Watt, but um, I'm just gonna pretend I, I said TJ Watt because okay. he was amazing. You get 11 tackles; it doesn't matter how many sacks you get. You already had a good day, but when you get four sacks, and then of course and a, the blo- game a block field goal, field goal, always, always something fun to add in there. But yeah, he was amazing. We've already said Khalil Mack is worth every penny. Yep. Uh, we were. A little concerned about the snap count. I was a little more than you were, but I still said, if you think he can get a sack, then he's worth putting in your lineup. Mm-hmm. And, wow, he was worth putting in your lineup. Absolutely. Just like Von Miller. Yep. Every, he did his thing. Every year uh, Von Miller's worth it. He is just yes. he's awesome. Uh, and just a few more guys who all did great week one. Harrison Smith, yep. DeForest Buckner, Miles mm-hmm. Garrett, Miles Jack, mm-hmm. and Rashad Jones yep. just all started off on a great note IDP-wise. Yeah. No no real surprises either. These guys are all studs. No, no surprises there. But some rookies who kind of came out of the woodworks. Uh, Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Wow. He, he had... A decent game. Yeah. Denzel Ward had a couple of interceptions. Yeah. Mike Hughes had that interception return for mm-hmm. a touchdown. Tremaine Edmonds for the Bills. Uh, probably because <laughs> their defense is on the field all the time, he's going to score. So he's worth a pickup if nobody has him and you're playing individual defensive the players. The best team to get 
somebody from an IDP is probably the Bills right now. Yes. No, it's it's going to be it's going to be a bloodbath all year yep. long and Tremaine Edmonds is going to reap the benefits. Yep. Uh and Jesse Bates uh is a decent one to look at uh if you've got a need at safety. So, just a few names to look at um and then we wanted to talk about our podcast league our amateur fantasy podcast league to just give you (laughs) a rundown of the week one scores in this league uh we went against fantasy lens Mm -hmm. in our week one matchup they scored 98 points which seems to be right around the average as i'm looking over the scores uh and we scored 160 yeah one six zero we wow this is only one week, but we crushed it, crushed it, and I. If this continues, I hope we can at least let people know that, hey, we aren't so amateurry. <laughs> We're not an amateur <laughs> podcast. We can, we can stick with the big boys, and I just that's all I hope for this league. I hope we we do well enough to where we don't have to win. I just want to do well enough to say, hey, we know what we're doing. And that was one of the leagues that we had Ben Roethlisberger in. Yeah. Yep. So we got eight points out of Roethlisberger. We had Lamar Miller, who, guess what? Lamar Miller does Lamar Miller things and gets you ten points. <laughs> yeah. That's all I care That's about. That's all you need is consistency. Consistency. Our number one pick, Alvin Kamara, obviously went Woo. off. 37 and a half points in this that league. That was awesome. Our number two pick, Michael Thomas, <laughs> 30 points in this yep. league. Our number three pick in the draft, Tyreek Hill. Oh, man. 37 and a half points also in this league. <laughs> Our fifth round pick, Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. had a very respectable 13 and a half points. Yep. This is a half point PPR, so that's what he got. Uh, the only, only weakness I see right now is our tight end because we had Greg Olson. Yeah. He got us four points before he went out. But we're thin because yep. we took that shot with Dallas Goddard, so we're going to be looking on the waiver. It's okay to be thin at tight end, if, <laughs> especially if we're going to score like that every week. We don't even right. need a tight end in that scenario. But it's okay to be thin at tight end because a lot of people are thin at tight end, so it's not a horrible spot to be in. No, it is not. But uh, – I'm looking around the league. I don't know if anybody's got people playing still. Empty wagons on top of garage guys by five and a half points right now. There's still some time left. Oh, it's halftime Raiders and Rams. So there's still some time left in case somebody's got guys playing. Uh, Backseat QB is crushing FF faceoff right now. 108 and a half to 55. Uh, let's, let's, Let's look at. See <laughs> okay. why that 55 happened. Uh, okay, we have right. Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Well, Ooh, that was yeah. okay. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Christian McCaffrey yeah. and a half yeah. PPR was not that great. He's got Amari Cooper going, who has mm-hmm. a total of 0.5 points right now. Marquise mm-hmm. Goodwin got the big goose egg. Yeah. Trey Burton, who had almost a goose egg. Josh uh-huh. Doxson, who had just as much as Trey Burton. And let's see, uh, his third highest <laughs> scorer on the team was his kicker at Harrison Butker. And his fourth highest scoring person was the right. defense, which are the Rams, which are playing right now. So that is a, not a good no. way to start the, um, the season I just, off. I hope, I mean, he's still got time left in this game, but I hope people will 
have at least listened to me enough to say that I Amari Cooper isn't worth it. <laughs> I if he comes back in the second half no, and does something, no. then I'll eat, I'll eat some crow. That's fine, but. Yeah, I just I'm not high on him. I've said it so many times. I I'll say it again. I don't like him this year. Well, and you got two other matchups. Uh, fantasy football franchise is up on fifth down, mm-hmm. uh, eighty-seven to seventy-nine and a half. And sometimes a fantasy has scored one hundred and thirty-seven yeah. yeah. points. So they were inching up there towards us, which. They are beating Couch Scouts oh, 137 man, to 111. Yeah. So that was yep. a good contest, but yeah, they were the ones that mm-hmm. had James Conner mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers and Gronkowski, yep. and Tate had a good night. So Although I will say towards the end of the game uh, tonight, Tate looked like he stopped caring. <laughs> there was a few balls he should have caught, yes. and he's going to catch them balls every single time. But he should have caught them balls. He would just it looked like he just stopped carrying, just let them balls drop to the ground. Yeah, he was just not going to get hurt. I was like, I, there's no point. I'm Yeah, not there's going a point win, they still so had Stafford out there. Whatever. Like, Come on, he's been getting hurt all <laughs> all game. You're not coming back from this. You might as well just take him out. And I think they did eventually, but yeah, it's just that was an amazing game. Oh, let's leave let's leave our podcast with me going the Jets are the best team in the NFL. We have scored the most out of everybody, <laughs> I believe, unless something happens <laughs> unless something happens in this game tonight that we're recording during. We you tied the Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well the Jets are the best team in the league with the Buccaneers. All right. With with that said, Please give us one of those little five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. I would have much appreciate it. Uh, if you want to see some of the things that I've posted on Twitter, I've got some cool little charts out there about touch shares and routes run, different things like that. I am always posting on Twitter. That is at Fantasy Fuel. We've got our Facebook discussion <laughs> groups, facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel or Fantasy Football through Fantasy Fuel. Our email, fantasyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, that good old phone number. Anybody in that listener league <laughs> listening wants to talk some trash about their week one victories or how their victory was clutched out of the hands of defeat, please call in. And that number is 608-492-3443. Great week one. Both the Eagles and the Jets won. Fantasy's looking good. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.